Hey everyone, welcome back to the Improv TX Comedy Network. If this is your first time checking out the podcast network, we appreciate it. Please head over to your favorite podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, or iTunes, and give the Improv TX Comedy Network a like. And just a reminder, the Improv TX Comedy Network is live on YouTube with all your favorite comedians on the improv stage. All links can be found in the description. And with that, on to the podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Act Out from Open Mic to the Big Stage. Comedians tell us how stories were made. Today I have an amazing comedian on. This guy is a master of the stage, literally because he goes all around it. You are all over the stage. I'm all over it. Hysterical jokes, just ridiculous. Powerhouse performance, you command the audience. It's amazing. I can't wait to talk to you about all of this. Today we have one hot topic. (laughs) Yes! What up? How are you? I'm good, man. Excellent, excellent. Thank you for being here. Do, do you Appreciate mind if we give your name Antonio Barnes? Is that right? Yeah, that's cool. Okay. I ain't got no warrants, so we can, <laughs> let, we can let that out. Antonio Barnes, everybody know me, Hot Topic. Yes. That's so, crazy. I got a few nicknames. I, I, want, I want to talk about the nickname because the story is hysterical. Yeah. But first, I want to ask you, how long have you been doing comedy? I'm I'm going, I'm approaching the 12-year mark. 12 years? Yeah. Wow. I'm approaching the 12-year mark. So you've been doing it 12 years, but when I watch you, I feel like you've been doing it for 25. Like, you're yeah. so experienced, and, like, you just own the stage. It's yeah. ridiculous. Just getting that personal feel, relationship with people. Yeah. See, and I get that from being a barber, too. Yes. So I got to be active. You can't cut no hair and be standing over somebody quiet. You got to talk and interact. So this was easy, and I call it from the fades to the stage. From the fades to the stage. From the fades to the so stage. So are you a barber full-time? Yeah, I'm a barber full-time. Full-time. I know that yep. when we met the first time, I had a mohawk, I and you offered, you offered to fix it up for me because it was a little bit messy. Yep, I remember the mohawk. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool, but like I was like, yeah, I mean, your hair always looks amazing. You're always dressed in the nines, like you're killing yeah. it. So. Yeah. so let's begin by starting. Where are you from? I'm a little bit of both. I'm Louisiana. I got Louisiana blood in me and California, Los Angeles. Okay. You know, mom's side, Los Angeles, dad's side, Louisiana, Where back you- and forth throughout my life. Back and forth. Back okay. and forth. Did that kind of play into the comedy in any way? Because are you going to different schools or was nah, it summers? It didn't. It didn't. No, it didn't all. play into comedy. Only time it played into comedy, I feel like, was the fourth grade. I failed the fourth grade from being being a class clown. There you go. But I didn't know it was going to turn out to be comedy. That's amazing, though. Yeah. So, so you were goofing off? Is that you? Were oh, yeah, the, you were the off. funny kid then. Yeah, I, I was him. Yeah, but it wasn't funny when I had to do them same worksheets the, the <laughs> next year. I, I was pretending like I was smart as hell, but they was like, "Damn, Tonyo's smart." I'm like, "Yeah, I did these last year. Y'all just don't know that." So let's talk about the name Hot Topic, if you don't mind sharing the story, I... which is an amazing story. <laughs> I'm kind of putting you in the spot because <laughs> no, nah, it's funny, but it's it's true though. So I got I have a good friend in Louisiana that paint paints uh cars, right? I call him actually call him my brother. We had another homeboy work at the shop too, right? Um, we was all some young players, you know, all about the women, the cars, the money. And one day, one of them said, hey, I bet I got more women than you. And it started an argument. We was like, no, you don't. I bet I do. No, you don't. So we was like, all right, let's make a bet. Whoever bring the most women up here, a different woman every day for the next, however long it stopped, then that's $200 that the losers got to pay up. Oh, wow. So for like two weeks straight, I brought a different woman to the paint shop. <laughs> Not that we was sleeping with them or nothing, but we was just, but we was doing our thing. Yes. But every day a bad chick was coming with me to the paint. And my homeboy, Catrell, he gave me that name. He was like, you don't know how to stop it. You the hot topic. Yes. 
That is so good. I love that. That's, yeah. So how old were you when you got that nickname? Man, shoot. Man, I, I, I don't even know, man. I was in I was in my early thirties for sure. Yeah. Since I've been in, in comedy, you know, like I said, twelve years. But no, I was around like twenty something. Yeah. I was about twenty eight, twenty nine, somewhere in there. It's, but, it's it's a fitting name though. Yeah, so. it's catchy. Yes, it's very and catchy. I remember the first open mic I went to was at the J. Anthony Brown Comedy Club, and they was like, "So, what do you want to come on stage? What's your name?" I said Antonio, but it just sounded sounded either Jamaican or Mexican to me, <laughs> Hispanic, and I was like, "No, nah, I can't. I need something catchy." And um, the next day after doing that open mic, I flew back to Louisiana because I was back and forth, and I went to an open mic on the boardwalk at the Funny Bone Comedy Club they used to have. And I was like, I'm about to do this. I did it last night. I was funny. I'm going to read off the same note card yeah. that I did last night in Los Angeles here. So the guy comes up, the host, he was like, you going up? And I was like, no. I nutted up. I was like, no. He's like, come on, man. Go up. You look funny. And I was like, what? <laughs> look funny? <laughs> Without saying no homo, look funny. <laughs> but he was like, no, not like that. You you look like, you know, you got the, the catch, the appearance. I was like, all right, I'll go up. And he was like, well, what you want us to call you? What's your name? And I said, hot topic. And he was like, whoa, that's nice. That's catchy. Man, ever since Duck, I've been running with it. Yeah, yeah. So, And that's crazy. So you weren't sure if you were going to go up the first time? You were just kind of hanging out at the club? I was hanging up because when I did the open mic in Los Angeles at the J-Spot of Manchester, Inglewood, I just went because growing up, you hear people tell you all the time, you funny, you funny. Mm -hmm. In college, you funny, you funny. And, you know, other people see your vision before you. Sometimes they'll yeah. see your potential anyway. You know, you have your own vision, but most people say, hey, you got it. Go for it. And I went for it. So it, it popped off, man. It's been going good. So were you nervous that first time at all? Oh, I was shaking like booty <laughs> man. <laughs> I was shaking like a stripper. <laughs> so, that note card was shaking in my head. Do you get nervous now when you go up? It's a good nervous though. Yes. It's the anxiety. Like it's it's once you get that first laugh, you got them. Like once I get that first laugh, the goosebumps gone. I, I'm I'm about to grab a crowd by the neck, <laughs> and I'm pacing back and forth. I like to get as much as out as I you can. You are all over the stage. Yeah. I watched yeah. the video today, and, and definitely go hot topic on YouTube and watch the videos. Yeah, but you're in a, like an arena almost. It yeah. looks like, and you are owning that stage. You're yeah. on one side, and you're on the other, and you're bringing because you bring so much energy right. to your performance. Right. It's, it's crazy. People say go to a ten, you go to a fifteen. Yeah, like it's just how do you find that energy to do that? It's a button. I tell people all the time, it's a button that comedians have to turn on and off. A lot of times people see us out in public, hey, say something funny, say something funny, not knowing. And it's a button we got to turn on. We go through things, too, throughout the day in life. So for me, it's definitely a button. I'll take me drink two Red Bulls and try <laughs> to get that going. I used to drink a lot. Not a lot, but just to where you don't want your words to slur when you're on stage. Right. At a friend tell me one time hey just take you two shots enough to take the edge off so you calm down a little bit and after that go for it so yeah. i started doing that but i got to a point now i don't even need it now yeah. just get up there and the the joy of making people laugh that's enough that's enough high and drunk right there you know so and you definitely bring like i said like i love watching you perform because like people just lose it like yeah. the, the room, like you control the room. I feel like that. And you're good with hecklers. Like, and, yeah. and your motto is you, you have a topic for everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if something comes up, you're going to have a joke for it. Don't so, run with it. Yeah. So it's amazing to watch you perform. It really I is. try to find that one person or that couple that's sitting in the crowd 
And sometimes it's they on the front row that's not laughing. And you're like, all right, you got the whole club shaking. Yeah. But that person or that couple not laughing, if you can get them to laugh, job well done. And that's what I aim for. As soon as I see it, I was like, all right, I got to attack, <laughs> attack them. See, to be at that level would be amazing. Yeah. To be able to be like, I've already got this whole crowd going, but I'm going to get them. I'm going to get them. Yeah. And yeah. utilize the stage. That's why I walk the whole stage. Work that stage, man. What was the like the first time you hosted? The first time I hosted, man, I don't even know when the first time it was I hosted, but I know I enjoy hosting. Now, I watched some great hosts in the game. Two of my favorite hosts, a lot of people know him, DFW, one, one of the, from Chicago, uh, Comedian Q. Comedian Q is amazing. Yep. Yeah. I got to, I, I, I watched this dude. I've been on, I've probably been on more We Got Next comedy series than any other comedian, like for real. Cause I was always there supporting. If a comic didn't show up, something happened. I'm there. Hey, give me some time. I get up there. I fill in whatever. It wasn't about the money. It was about just being there for your, for your people. Comedian Q and a good friend of mine out of New Orleans, a comedian, Rude Jude. This dude, an animal. Just hosting like crazy. This is the best a- host out in. Yeah. Yeah, this, this, that's that dude. And and, th- and people don't realize that that is a very specific job. Too. Oh, yeah. When you have a host, a feature, and a headliner, those are completely different jobs. They're different. Completely different. The host got to keep it rolling. Yeah. Even if somebody having an off day, that host got to get back up there, keep it rolling. Yeah. One more comedian, G-Thang. G-Thang is a monster at host. Never heard of yeah, G-Thang, G-Thang before. G-Thang hosts a Millennium Tour. Dude is... Funny. So what was it like when you finally got to the point where you headlined? What was that first night like whenever you got on stage and did 40 minutes or whatever you did? The My first headlining spot, it was it was horrible. <laughs> Not the jokes, but the the build up to the show. Everybody contacting you want to buy tickets at the last minute. Me making sure my mother come to Dallas yeah. and she's straight. As headliners, no lie, we like to isolate ourselves from everybody to get our mind right because right. this on you tonight. Yeah. It's this, a big responsibility. Oh, it's a big responsibility, man. And it's a headache that comes with it when last-minute stuff popping up. It sounds you, like you were producing the show, too. Were you the first in, one? In Louisiana, I used to host my comedy shows, which is what's coming to the Addison Improv on the 15th. A touch of class. And it went for me just wanting to put other comedians in position, even though I haven't made it big yet, you know, like, but it's coming. But I always <laughs> wanted to put other people in position to win too. Yeah. If I see you funny, I'm like, I'm, hey, come on, get on this show, do this show with me. Because here's the thing about it any day, any given day, anybody can blow up. And I'm not about to put a jurisdiction on nobody hustle or they funny. If I see you funny, I'm going to give you the opportunity. Because if you make it before me, you might just send the elevator back down yes. and say, come on, you was a big part of that. I'm a big believer in all boats rise. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So when we work together and do things like this podcast yeah. or we do uh, collaborations or like you do skits online, I know right. you collaborate. Like, right. And sometimes like I know for a fact like I do comedy, but I'm not the funniest guy. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And I can recognize when people are way funnier than me. Right. And so I'm like, well, how do we utilize this and work together to do right. something? And so whether it's a podcast, skits, uh, a show that we put on, like, it just makes it so much better. Right. You know what I mean? And you can't be threatened by the next person. Yeah. That's what a lot of this game is 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 watered down to now. You, you can't be threatened because this man, when you don't want to put him on your show because he funny, he on your level of funny. I don't think a show should be... Less funny, funny, super funny. Then be, make the whole show funny. Yes. Get the crowd what they came for. Because here's the thing about it. By you trying to build a show where it's the, all the shine going to be on you, 
by the time you get on stage, you might have lost 10 people in the crowd because the rest of the show wasn't funny. Make the whole show funny. And that's why when I do a touch of class, I don't care who funny did who. Get on this show. Yeah. Let's all be funny. And so is a touch of class kind of like something you're building right now, or is it something you've been doing? So I, I did it in Louisiana. I, I came up with that, a touch of class, and the reason being, in this game, what I realized, women are the biggest supporters. Women buying six, eight tickets at one time. Mm-hmm. They girlfriends going out. Come on, bro. Me and you, we're not about to get eight more about <laughs> homeboys or buy tickets. Come on, let's go to a touch of class. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it was more of a touch of class is put your fit on. Put yeah. your nice fit on. And for the comedians, the reason I do a touch of class for the comedians, because when you hit that big stage, I'm already prepping you on a touch of class. Be sharp. Because when you get on that stage, that first minute or two, that crowd looking at you, you're a sex symbol to somebody in that crowd. So have your swag on. You know what I mean? That go a long way. People want to pay attention when you look like something. That's a great advice. Yeah. Because look at me right now. <laughs> but when you hit that stage, you'll know, all right, yeah. get my shave on, get, yeah. my, get my mohawk right yeah. or get whatever. Get suit jacket yeah. and let's go. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and make sure your shoes clean, fellas. Yeah. Yes. That's the first thing women look at. Absolutely. You're right. And and the other thing that you said, women own the comedy club. Because yeah. like at the end of the day, if you're not making the women laugh, the men can't laugh. No. So no one can laugh. No. So you've got to really cater to them. Pay attention to the women. Treat them right, and they're gonna the whole audience will treat you right. I'm telling you. Yeah. And and one thing I do give y'all a secret, fellas, you ain't never supposed to go around a whole bunch of women smelling like nothing. Yes. The compliments I, that you got man. on it was the Silly Girls podcast. Shout out to them. They are amazing. Charles the Kiki. Yes, they killed it. They did a great interview with you. And they were just saying how how amazing you smell all the time. Always. Yeah. Always. <laughs> shoes. Shoe shoe game. Smell good. Yeah, that's where it's at. Here's the thing, bro. I, and I, I like to give out the free game because I ain't gonna never learn no new game if I keep the old game in. So it's like this. A dude can go out and buy a five hundred dollar outfit. Go out and have no cologne on. Yeah, you're going to get some looks. But let me come out. I'm going to have a nice little t-shirt on, some jeans, casual shoes with that cologne on. Yeah. I just went from a six to a nine that there fast. <laughs> the whole time he's smelling like department stores. Yes. So See, I'm with you. I don't have any cologne on right now, but usually I spray it down. Yeah, I like to smell good, too. Yeah, it's, you got to, man. It's one of the, like and as a big guy, people. like you're expected to smell bad. So you That's gotta, funny. You've got to. <laughs> <laughs> It's true, though. So what is your writing process like? What, do you write out longhand? Do you do computer? Is it so, all in your head? When I first started, I used to write out. It would be paragraphs. And I'm like, all right, you that's too much to remember. Mm-hmm. But after reading it so many times, now you can go through. In my cell phone, I can go in my notes and just click on something. And it'll be three words. Number one, three words. Number Like, number one, Popeyes. I already know what to talk about. Number two, airport. I already know what to talk about. Three. And you can put like 20. So do you write out actual twists and punchlines or do you just have topics yeah. and talk off? Yeah. I'll write out the punchline. But when it comes to the showtime, you know, you can't remember that whole paragraph. So just write out of three words off of that uh, paragraph and you'll know that joke. And just tweak the jokes. Just add more to your jokes. I take my cell phone. If I see something funny, I'll just put it in my notes in my phone. And then later on, that same note that I just wrote down, saw something funny, it might tie in with a joke I already have. Now I done stretched the joke out. Yeah. See what I'm saying? A lot of people throw away their good jokes and come back to them years later. No, I keep mine. I ain't throwing my good jokes. I'm just going to add to them. And one of the things that you have is an amazing flow whenever you're telling Transition. jokes. Yeah, you're just... It's it's so so natural. Like yeah. you, it Literally, if the object is to have a conversation with the audience, 
you were having a really good conversation yeah. at all times. So, because I learned you, you you have to paint that picture where everybody can follow and, and stay with that. It's a difference between people laughing at you versus laughing with you. I right. want you to laugh with me. You know, I don't, I don't want to be making a fool of myself. You laughing at me? Look at this fool. He set himself on fire. <laughs> yeah it was one of those things where i was on a show recently and people were laughing and i had that question that i was like are they laughing at me or with me yeah and i don't i'm with you i don't want them to laugh at me i want yeah. them to laugh with, with me, me. let's laugh have a good time yeah but i was shocked by how many how many laughs i was getting i was like right on these and it was weird because the transitions were getting laughs and like the little moments and that's the thing is you really pepper in a lot of jokes yeah. within a short amount of time oh yeah you go for jokes for a minute mind. Man, it's been it's been many a nights. I ride home with the radio off, windows rolled up, and I'm like, "Dang, you forgot to say this." Yes. Then you get home, you're like, "Dang, you forgot to say that." The yep. next morning, you wake up, same thing. So it's like you just gotta keep writing and, yeah. and add, man. How much do you write usually? Woo, man. I <laughs> I think a lot of comedians do this. This is what I do. I'll write jokes on Facebook. If they reading that on Facebook, they comment or hit that laugh emoji, then I know I can take it to the stage. I'm just going to add some acting to it. Yeah. So last night, I got people rolling right now because last night I was hanging a picture up in my house, in my home. Tall ladder, 12-foot ladder, and I, and I fell. Ladder <laughs> slipped from under me, and I fell. Right in front of my front door, but I was in the house, and I was like, I just laid there behind the door like, I hope nobody was walking a dog past and saw me <laughs> coming down in front of plantation window. Oh, that's crazy. So all this morning, I've had people laughing about that from last night. So it's just writing it. So now I'm like, all right, you can take that to the stage. And you're pretty prolific on social media. Oh, you yeah. post quite a bit of stuff. Yeah. So yeah. it's pretty cool. Like, cause I don't know if you have a page that, yeah, you have a page. I have a comedian hot topic page, yeah. but I'm more so on my personal page, yeah. Antonio Barnes. And the other thing is you have strong opinions on things oh yeah yeah oh, so yeah. so you if something's going on you you're happy to give your opinion out yeah and, and yeah. have a conversation with yep. people the thing about it is anybody post your opinion but we ain't gotta offend each other because mm. you don't get disrespectful because my opinion not like yours i'm not about to disrespect you for the most part i don't comment on other people's pages yeah. i don't i'll just put my personal opinion on my page so but if you come to my page and you come in then you getting disrespectful i'm just gonna block and keep it pushing no i don't even see you in in public man i'm about to argue <laughs> with you get real Hey everyone, it's just stuck jumping in to say thank you so much for checking out the podcast today. If you dig it, please head over to our website at improvtx.com where you can check out our calendar for all the upcoming shows in Addison, Arlington, Houston, and San Antonio. And don't forget to follow our social media, all links in the description. And with that, back to the podcast. Who were your comedic influences when you were growing up? Who was the first person you saw that really stuck with you? I would have to go with the the Martin, the Jamie Foxx, mm -hmm. the, the the sitcoms, man. Yeah, I got to go with the sitcoms. Watched all the sitcoms. Yeah. So not, but again, not knowing I was going to be a comedian one day. So what what was the change? What what happened? What was the catalyst for you to actually get on stage and do it? Kept I kept hearing it a lot in college. A friend of mine kept telling me like I would be Vin in college. Cause I had a hot temper in college. Growing up, I had a hot temper. I used to get bullied in high school. A yeah. lot of people don't know that, but I got bullied. And comedy really helped me with that because I'll vent to somebody about what just happened. As I'm venting, they laugh and I'm like, what the hell is so funny? I'm, I'm pissed <laughs> off and you laughing at what? And a good friend of mine was telling me, you're a comedian. You're a comedian. And I was like, ain't no damn comedian. Ain't nobody thinking about being no comedian. What are you talking about? I played ball in college. I wasn't thinking about being no comedian, but I was like, you know what? Just go to the stage and vent. 
You got to, everybody got to listen now. I got the microphone. You got to listen. And nobody else's opinion matter. I got the microphone. I'm 10 times louder and they came to see me. And that's the thing is you do a lot of observational humor, a lot of uh, dealing with relationships and things like oh, that. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's, it's great yeah. too, because like you said, you have a, a strong opinion on things. Oh yeah. And it, you don't yell at the audience, but you inform them. Inform, yeah. inform. I'm, yeah. I got an old soul, man, yeah. and I, I'm, I'm pretty much by the book when it comes to life situations, from relationships to friends to the stuff that matters, the important stuff. You know, I here it is. It took me. I recently went through a divorce, and in the midst of that, in less than a year, I went from a, a high 400 credit score to 750 and got a house in less than a year. Wow. And people saw this. And I was like, now I'm giving a free game on this credit situation. That's crazy. And were you living in your car at the time? Yeah. Too? I was yeah. living out of my Yukon. Yeah. And, and I had the money to, like I said, to get an apartment or spend money on hotels. But I'm stuck on the whole equity thing. Own some stuff. Get out that apartment. You paying twelve hundred, fifteen hundred, seventeen hundred, twenty one hundred a month on an apartment, and that equity can go into a to a home. And they can't tell you get out your home. You're very financially responsible. Too. Oh yeah, yeah, big time. So, and I know you educate other people on how to do stuff. Yep. Bitcoin and stuff like all that. that. Yeah, all that. You've been watching. Yeah. All that. <laughs> I did really good with the Bitcoin situation. Yeah. And I think the main thing when it comes to saving money, stop spending cash. I'm gonna tell you why. This is why I don't spend cash. I'd rather put it in a bank. If I give you a $20 bill, you break that 20 you know that 20 gone. But you're going to be left with some change, right? What you going to do with the change? Throw it in a cup holder, take it home, put it in a jar, whatever, whatever, right? You ain't going to want to take it to the coin star machine. They're going to get 10% of your money. See what I'm saying? So leave your money in the bank. That way, because if you break it, now you're stuck with the change. So you stuck with $0.75, cent, right? But if you slide that debit card, now you got... That 75 cents still in the bank. Your next transaction, you slide the debit card. Now you got 25 cent change. That 25 can go to 75. That's a dollar that's still in the bank instead of being in a cup holder at the house in the jar. Yeah. In the piggy bank. And what are you going to spend it on anyhow? What you going to spend it on? It's in there. It's chilling now. All about saving. You've traveled internationally. Yeah. You've had tours in Europe. Yep. What was that like touring in Europe? My first time to Germany, I thought it was a joke. I, yeah. thought, I thought I was getting pranked. Like when they, they offered you the show? Then you when they saying, offered me a show. I was in Louisiana. This guy come to me, promoter come to me, uh, Anthony Alford, veteran. And he said, Toppy, I'm, I'm doing shows in Germany. I want to take you. And I was like, huh? <laughs> I was like, I don't even have a passport, man. And he was like, you, you'll get it. Don't worry about it. And I was like, all right. But he said, we're leaving out of Atlanta. So I was like, all right, I got to get to Atlanta. They had a comedy competition come up in Shreveport. And I said, I got to win this money because this to pay for the flight. If I don't win, now I got to drive to Atlanta. Oh, wow. And leave my car at the airport for five, six days and pay that fee. Man, it was like 19 comedians on that show. And I got second. Felt like I got cheated, but it's all good. I still got the check to pay for the flight. And I flew to Atlanta. And he took care of the rest from Atlanta to Germany. And when I got on that plane and was going over all that water, I was like, oh, this is real. <laughs> that was fun. And once I got over there, and it's the doing shows, military is, is strict. They will send you back home. The wrong thing come out your mouth. 
Oh, so, wow. So, oh, yeah. So, you're all clean comedy? All clean. Yeah. Super clean. Like, you taking your time while you telling your jokes. Well, the, the thing that I love about your comedy is a lot of it is clean. Yeah. You just yeah. spice it up with naughty words. You got to know how to walk the crowd into it. Yeah. You can't get on stage and go straight for the dagger. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to... You can still do your jokes. Take out the cuss words. Yeah. Take out the vulgar talk. Just get them, get them warmed up first. Like, because like I said earlier, they trying to figure out who you are. They looking you up and down. They listening. They, yeah. yeah. Then once you got them going, then you can throw in a little naughty joke here and there. It ain't got to be vulgar. Like that. Yeah. But the, anyway, back to the, so I did that. And once I got over there at the time, comedians were selling DVDs at the time. I think this was around 2015. No, it was 2012. Somewhere in there. 2012, 2013. 2012, 2013. Somewhere in there. And he was like, Topic, where's your merch? I was like, I don't have merch. He was like, what? <laughs> he said, they'll buy, buy all of it. Where's oh, it? wow. Yeah. I said, man, I ain't no. I just wanted to make sure I was funny. But if I'm funny, I guess I'll. they might hit me up. I'll come back. No lie. Killed it. When I landed back on U.S. soil, I had already had an email to go back in two months. Very I went cool. back, took all merch. I probably took nothing but I probably <laughs> left my drawers at home. I took nothing but T-shirts, bought it all. I go back again the next month. So yeah. is it USO shows? Or? USO. Oh, that's USO. crazy. Yeah. That's that's huge to get on yeah. those. Like that is yeah. absolutely huge. He told me, he said, man, once they see your name on a flyer, they gonna know come out because they are still over there. I was like, you know, yeah, okay, cool. And is it just Germany, or is it everywhere around there? It's it's Germany. It's it, it moves. It's different cities, man. It's I love it over there. Yeah, about a million dollars, I move. Yeah. What advice do you have for comedians who are just starting out, like myself? I'm about a year in. I'm not very good. But what what advice would you give to somebody like myself that could help us? Keep writing. Don't burn bridges. All comedians say, be original. Tell your story. I'm real big on the don't burn bridges. Because everybody think they funny, which is cool. You already got to be funny to get on stage. You should be anyway. And keep tight relationships with comedians. You know what I mean? Because it's all about what you do off stage. Are you going to talk behind my back off stage? Are you going to go to the promoter and say, hey, I can bring in a bigger crowd than what he brought in? You know what I mean? It's all about friendship. Because the thing about it, if you look around in DFW, some of the same comedians running in a circle and don't even know it. I'm talking booking the same comics that they cool with over there, over here. No, be friends with everybody. You know, that show that's coming up on the 15th. 15th at 7 o'clock at the Addison Improv. You got Bunny, a real good friend of mine. CJ Starr, real good friend yes. of mine. Angela Walker, she like a sister to me. Angela's amazing. And I hit up um, Brittany Gross that run Plano House of Comedy and mm -hmm. say, hey, would you mind being on it, doing a guest spot? Very because cool. she's giving me an opportunity to perform over there. So, and me and her don't even have a tight relationship like that. But it's like, I see the potential. You run a comedy, you want to do comedy, you're doing comedy, you got a following, come do some comedy. Yeah, absolutely. 2023, man, if you ain't smiling, get away from me. <laughs> I want that energy around me. What What is your motto? Why cry over anything when you can laugh at everything? Where does that come from? Just being positive, man. It's okay not to be okay sometimes. You know what I mean? We ain't supposed to be perfect. You ain't supposed to walk around here faking it. If you if you ain't all right, say something. Somebody might have some encouraging words for you. Look how many people come in a comedy club and be on their last leg. Be ready to jump. Yeah. Be ready to take themselves out, but come and get a laugh. 
Whatever you're going through, we just made you laugh. So why cry over it when you can laugh about it? We have people pass away. Look how many people we done lost during COVID. And life and death, when you go to a funeral, it's supposed to be a celebration. Everybody crying and stuff. Now you're supposed to be telling stories about what this person did while they was here. You know what I mean? So yeah, we gonna grieve over it, but don't cry too long about it. Laugh about it. Have fun. Yeah, and and, and celebrate their life. I don't want you standing over me crying like yeah. that, dropping all them <laughs> tears on my suit. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'm telling you, I went to a celebration of life last year, and it was one of the funnest quote-unquote funerals I ever went to. Like, Man, I remember seeing one where this guy, he knew he was going to pass. They gave him the uh, you know, amount of time he's going to live and recorded himself talking about it. So at the gravesite, they played the recording, and it was him, like, knocking on a casket. What? <laughs> Let me out of here. What are y'all doing? I was like, yo, that's funny, man. It's genius. And yeah. Ma and making people laugh. Making man. people laugh. Yeah. That's I what you want to leave them with. Yeah, man. Just got to don't cry over it. Not too long. Yeah. It only hurt for a little bit. Yeah. What we go through in life only hurt for a little bit. Yeah. Just keep it pushing. I'm with that. I, I'm, man, don't I'm, complain. It's a gospel song I listen to every morning. I won't complain. Well, that's the other thing. You're very religious, correct? Oh, yeah. Big yeah. time. Yeah. You Big have time. a clothing line. Yep. What is Wearing it right now. Yeah. It's confident. Where does that come from? Uh, man, I actually... When I went through this last divorce, it took a toll on me. Hang on, lie, because I thought it was a perfect marriage, everything was going smooth, but we had some situations with no cheating or nothing like that going on, yeah. with no financial issues going on like that. But I ain't gonna get off into it. Um, but when that crashed, I am a hustler. I know how to get me some money. All I was left with was my hustle and God, and it was the confidence of moving forward. Like you got this, and. I looked it up. Nobody had it. God for that. Somebody had it before years ago, but they didn't keep up. They let it go. And I was like, man, I'm about to take that in and make some out of that. And what does it really stand for? Just knowing that God's there God, with you? God there with you. You got the confidence. Keep that confidence. Keep the hustle. Keep going. God for that. Yeah. Be God for that. Be confident. Be God for that. Were you always religious? Oh, like yeah. Big time. I came up in a church. Yeah. We go to three services every Sunday. Oh, My grandma, wow. I had a praying grandma for real. She had them, <laughs> she had them church peppermints. You was just going to be in the choir. You're going to be an usher boy. You was going to be at church. Three times. Yeah. We went twice a week to the Baptist church. And I loved it when I was a kid. It was actually a saving grace for me yeah. because school was so hard. I got bullied so badly, yeah. got beat up all the time. And then I go to church and be treated like royalty, kind of. Yeah. Like it was amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. so Came find, up. get some faith in your life. That's all I'm saying. Like, get some faith. I don't care who you bring. Get some faith in your life. Yeah. If you don't believe in God, you better have a damn good substitution. Shout out to my uncle in Los Angeles, too. He was a pastor at Ebenezer Baptist Church, yes. Avalon 49th. If you have in LA, South Central. Go over there. Do this cool down to earth. Now, are you located here in DFW? Or are yeah, you... I'm located here. Okay. so I'm that's located what... here in DFW. Yeah. How did you end up here? I used to come out here a lot doing the We Got Next comedy shows with Q. And Dallas was a big market. Dallas was a big market with, with the comedy. In Louisiana, we had one comedy club. Had a couple bars. Cigarette smoke. I don't like cigarette smoke. I didn't like to be around there. I was coming out here. And I was like, you know what? And I was dating too. Long distance. It was working out. I was like, it's time to move. It's time to jump. You got to make that move. So how long have you been here? Uh, six years. Going six. going on six years. Right on. But you travel quite a bit. Don't oh, yeah, you? I travel. Yeah. Yeah, I move around. Yeah. So but when I travel, I do the shows and I, I, I get back home because I got to cut hair. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of clientele. So, yeah. And you enjoy that. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. I, I try the jokes out at the barbershop. They laughing. Ask, yeah. Bring it to the stage. 
That's so great. So you get like practice every day. Plus you get practice upon practice. Everybody has a talent that God gave them. You just got to find it. Because it went from me in, in, in school. I used to draw a lot. So I used to trace a lot. You put the paper over what you see and you put a light on and you're tracing, right? That went from drawing a lot to cutting my own hair through school. Mama couldn't afford a barbershop every week. So I she bought me some con hairs. I was in there. Cutting out. I look like a Dalmatian a lot going to school. Them, <laughs> them gaps and skips. Them plugs. Wait, so you cut your own hair? Yeah. Oh, wow. I just cut my hair before I came here. I'm literally sitting here looking at your hair. Yeah, it's I amazing. just did it before I came here. Oh, that's so crazy. So, but it's like, it went from drawing to cutting hair. Then telling jokes in a barbershop. It went from that to the stage. So it was like, once you find that one thing you're good at, more doors are open up. That's amazing advice, actually. Yeah, because, more doors open up, yeah. I promise and you. When you follow your passion, too. Yep. like so, You're going to be like, I ain't know this was a part of that. Yeah. Wait, I just did. Wait a minute, I can put that with that. Yeah. Triangle of money, man. Well, where do you see yourself in the next five years? Where would you like to be? On TV. Yes. Doing shows. <laughs> Netflix specials. Yes. I want my shows to get to a point where once the people see me on a flyer, I don't have to do a whole bunch of promo videos. They're going to automatically buy the tickets and come to it. I like the fact of people laughing. It ain't about the money. I tell people, I make money cutting hair. The comedy money, that's cool. That's cool. But I'd rather have the people in there to get their laugh on, and it's a stress reliever. Yeah. It is the best medicine. Absolutely. It is. Like you said, people are on the edge sometimes, and they come on to a comedy edge. show, yep. and you can change their day. You can change their life. Yep. You know? I've yep. talked to comedians who said they went to, they were on the edge, and they saw somebody on stage like yourself, and it was just like, well, they can do that. I can do that. Oh, yeah. I've got to get up there and try it. Oh, yeah. So it's oh, yeah. life-changing, especially when you see somebody who's really good. Oh, yeah. Like, you're just like, wow. You become inspired. You know? People will repeat them jokes a week or two later. I'm still, my wife's still talking, my, my boyfriend's still talking about my, so I'm still talking about that joke that you, and, and they done forgot to take their medicine. <laughs> they laughed. They go to medicine right here, the laughs. Yes. They done forgot to take their medicine because they take, they still talking and laughing about them jokes. I got to ask you this. How much do you improv on stage? Because, Ooh, a lot now. Yeah, because in the clip that we have on the YouTube channel for the Improv TX, you are obviously making it up on the spot. Oh, like, yeah. You're sitting on a stool, and you're like, this is what we look like in school, and you make the best face. Yep. So you, you play with the crowd quite a bit. Oh, yeah. I got to find out what y'all do. Whatever you did, I, I got I to gotta tell it. You're going to and make you laugh at it. The airport joke, that's one of my favorite jokes, man. Just being at the airport watching people put their luggage on that scale. That's fun. Taking stuff out to look, that is fun. Oh, that's the one thing I want to ask you. Do you have a philosophy? Because I feel like you're, in a way, I feel like comedians are philosophers, a lot of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you have a philosophy about comedy at all? Something that you kind of hold dear to your heart that you've learned over the years? Man, I promise you. When it comes to taking care of business, like a lot of comedians know this part of it. What about off the stage? Do good business off the stage. I'm big on that part. They say comedy up here is just 10% funny. The other 90 is business. That's it is. crazy because you have to learn a whole you wouldn't think, skill set. Of man, here. you wouldn't think you would get into it with bump heads with other comics and promoters off the stage. And you're like, damn, I'm just here to be funny. But you got to learn the other side. Yeah. You got to learn how to do good business. I get booked a lot from just doing good business and being a, a stand-up guy because they know it's not going to be a hassle. People have put money in my hands. In my control, big budgets, 20 grand budgets, put a show together for me. And you know what I tell them? Hey, get the people, put the 
in the seats, I'm going to have the comedians, everything going to run smooth like water, and you can already be working on your next show. I want a comedy club. That's what, that's where I'm... So that's where you're eventually heading to? Yeah, you want to have I'm, your own club? Yeah. You yeah. want to do it in DFW? Or I want to do it up north, Prosper, Aubrey area. Okay. going to cost a little money, mm -hmm. but I know the business side. That's what I'm aiming for. Yeah. I say do it. Yeah. I say do it. The more comedy clubs, the better. Yeah. And especially somebody so experienced as yourself, when you open a club, you will rock that club. Oh, yeah. And it's going to fill out and like oh, yeah. people are going to come in like crazy. So. And, and have it running smooth, man. Give everybody an opportunity Get up there and do your thing. Yeah, so. that would be amazing. How do you come about the skits, though? I am curious about that. Man, we'll just come up with something, and I'll be like, look, we're going to run it one time. That's it. <laughs> My photographer, Angie Akers, she'll tell you, when I take headshot photos and stuff, she called me one take shot because that's all I'm going to do. We're going to get this stool, get this chair, take a few, we done. Ain't no going back doing it over. With the skits, the same thing. Hey, we're going to run it one time because the first run is always the funniest. Yes, yes. Run it one time. And put it out there and let the people be the judge of it. I love it. It's a punk rock mentality. Yeah, don't be I out here because you, you put it out there and go to the next one. Go yeah. to the next one. Ain't no time to read no comments, say no light response. No, keep it going. Let there. the people judge it. Yeah. I don't think it was funny enough. Don't worry about that. Let them people judge it. Yeah. And yeah. just keep it going because it'll get better. Well, this show we got to promote is going to be on January 15th at 7 p.m. So hot topic. A touch of class. Such a class. I love that name. Like it's it just it and it speaks to you as a person. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. that was awesome. Well, I appreciate you being here. Appreciate thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank yes, you. Yes, sir. Facebook comedian hot topic, Instagram comedian hot topic, and Twitter comic hot topic. Uh, support local comedy in any way, shape, or form. And y'all, we will see you on the next one. Also, it's Godfident. Godfident. Well, Don't get it. It's Godfident.com. We got hoodies, t-shirts, sweatshirts. Yeah, you move different when you're wearing it. And there it is. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please head over to ImprovTX.com to check out all our upcoming shows at the Addison, Arlington, Houston, and San Antonio clubs. If you like this podcast, you might enjoy the other podcasts on the ImprovTX Comedy Network. We have The Act Out. From open mics to the big stage, comedians tell us the story they've made, where I talk to comedians from all over and chat about their journey this far. Also, check out the Black Dog Retro Arcade podcast. Straight from the arcade, we talk about how our favorite games were made. That's right, we're talking all that video game goodness. And finally, we have Quackin' Up, a storytelling podcast where we pick suggestions from a hat and tell stories based upon them. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Please check out our social media, all links in the description. And with that, we'll see you on the next one.